Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and I am here today with our very special guest, Nina Dafe. Nina is the founder and CEO of the Far Above Rubies Collection, where she helps women to go from stumped to savvy about how to get PR for their businesses. An award-winning content marketer, copywriter, and international speaker, Nina has shared the stage with powerhouse women such as Danielle Scott, the volleyball Olympian and TEDx speaker, and the legendary Sally Ann Roberts, former WWL-TV New Orleans news anchor. She has been featured in Thrive Global, the TEDx blog, HuffPost, Bustle, Black Ballad, Mike, and more for her expertise. Welcome to the show, Nina. So excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> All right. Well, Nina, I I think you're the first person we've had on the show who specializes in this area. So I want to start our conversation about PR, which means public relations. For any yeah. listeners who aren't sure what PR means, it means public relations. From my perspective, public relations is like, you know, we're putting the cheerleaders out there and the cheerleaders are cheering and like drawing attention to our business. So were you a cheerleader when you were a kid or were you always somebody who like really wanted to help others be seen or heard or have their whatever their offering was be like spotlighted? You know what? Funnily enough, you asked me whether or not I was a cheerleader and you brought back flashbacks of me being in I guess what you would like guys would call elementary school mm-hmm. we did basically our own version of Greece a PG version of Greece <laughs> and I was one of the, the cheerleaders um, in that so I guess yeah I was always a cheerleader <laughs> but apart from that I mean I am the person who is always cheering other people on encouraging others you know, wanting to really show people that, look, achieving your vision, whatever it is, is possible. And I feel like PR, public relations is a really, really great vehicle with that, because obviously the greater visibility you have is then the greater impact that you can make. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, both of PR and of people. <laughs> All right. Well, so you were a cheerleader in fourth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. And you've always been cheering people on. How long have you been in the PR business? And can you kind of give us a track of like what happened between fourth grade cheerleading in the Greece and and today? Like, were you employed in the PR role before you started your own business? Like, give us a little bit of like background story of how you got to where you are now. It's a very, very interesting story. So the very long and short of it is, you know, you guys can probably hear from my accent, born and raised in London. My parents actually migrated to the UK in their 
80s from Nigeria. So the reason I give you all of that background is basically to let you know that between sort of the traditional sort of you know, Nigerian culture and the Christian culture that I've been brought up in, I always like to say it's like a double-edged sword or like a, a, you know, a a double noose sometimes in terms of like the patriarchy and how a woman is supposed to conform. And so with that, I saw a lot of my older female role models, aunties, mothers, you know, be in marriages that unfortunately kind of suppressed them. They weren't able to use their voices. They weren't able to to rise and really make the impact that they wanted to. And so I remember being very young, even as young as being a cheerleader in Greece and kind of being like, oh, you know, if that's if that's marriage, I'm not sure that that's what I want. So if I fast forward to university, so the linear route for a good Nigerian girl is you, you know, you go to school, you get a job, you get married you have children you know all of that so I I did the going to university you know I got a good job but then of course came the questions of so where's your husband where are your children what's going on and I think that was the first time that I kind of deviated from the path of okay this is what is laid out for me and find a girl kind of going oh I'm not sure that right now this is what I want and so if that's the case what do I want So I talked about Christianity. It's still a very important part of my life. And so when I would ask questions, the answers that I would get would very much be around, you know, it says it's not good for man to be alone and all of those sorts of things. And so I basically started to dig into scripture. Number one, to be able to have scriptures to throw back to nosy aunties who asked me why I wasn't married. So number two, because I think I was, to be honest, having like a quarter life crisis. It was a bit of a, I've always been very outspoken. You know, I don't fit the prim and proper, you know, what a Christian girl is supposed to be like. And so if this is what, if this is, you know, the plan that God had, why did he make me like this? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So very long story short, all of that ended up with me launching a blog. That I would say was in about 2016. But prior to that, I actually started to interview other Christian women because I wanted to find a community of other women who were like me. And so I think that kind of launched my whole love of speaking to people, networking, those sorts of things. But then about a year later, I just was not really satisfied with the growth of my blog. So that's when I actually went into PR. I was like, well, how can I, you know, what do I need to do to actually get my my stuff out there Hmm. on the course? I took it for granted that I loved writing, that I loved doing things like this. And when I started to get stuff, people were like, well, how are you doing this? And I remember thinking, well, hang on a minute, we're all on the same course. And some of these people were even further along in business or, you know, doing creative things than I was. And I think that's when I realized, oh, Nina, you take for granted that this is a gift. You're a great writer and this is something you can do. People then started to say, well, can you give me, you know, like a template of what you wrote? So I did that and people started to get success. So I thought, oh, hang on a minute. Maybe this is something that I could sell. (laughs) Yes. Where's my bell? Where's my bell? (laughs) She had the question. This is maybe something I could sell. (laughs) So I put it out there one Black Friday and lo and behold, people did buy. So I made, you know, I kind of expanded the product, made it better. 
put it out there again. I got more sales and I started to think, well, maybe I could do this for other people. But I was kind of too afraid to put the offer out there Mm. until somebody actually approached me and said, hey, Nina, I got one of your templates. It's really great. But what I realized is I just don't have time. I'm a mother. I run my business. I just need someone to do it for me. Can Mm. you do that? Mm. The scare part of me wanted to be like, no. But actually, I realized, as I said, this was something I was thinking about. So actually, I manifested it. And so I went with it. And yeah, it's just literally it's it's grown from there. Beautiful. Well, I wish I had my bell with me right now. I would ring it hard. (laughs) There's so much in here that I want to unpack, Nina. So I think the first place where I want to go is I find it interesting that you somehow found within you the courage to deviate, the courage Mm -hmm. to deviate. And, you know, one of the things that I think that we do a very good job of here on Wickedly Smart Women, regardless of what you're deviating from, if you're deviating from your religion, if you're deviating from your culture, if you're deviating from your family of origins belief system, if you're deviating from business as usual. Mm. If you're deviating in any way, I would have this this is going to be funny, but I think that we actually have a great collection of deviants here. <laughs> Probably because I, you know, I'm a deviant as well. And so what I'd like to ask you to kind of go deeper into this piece here is you had the courage to not only recognize that you were a deviant, Mm. but to actually do something about it and take action in the world, Mm. which is huge, Nina. I mean, I think there are plenty of deviants out there that are in the closet. So can we talk a little bit about kind of your own internal process? You know, what did you do to give yourself the courage to say, yeah, no, I'm not doing it that way. That's a really, really great question. I think, first of all, I think that most people who are deviants or even launch their own business can sort of identify with this. You're usually your first client or, you know, your first sort of case study, right? Mm. So I just knew, as I said, from what I saw growing up, that it was something that I that I couldn't, I couldn't do. I just... this is going to sound really, really bad, but the way that I saw marriage, especially because a lot of the women that, you know, I grew up with were very, very strong, were very creative, very vivacious. And then they would get married and they'd become shells of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I realized it was because it was so traditional and it was, you know, so oppressive. Now I know all marriage is not like that. Mm -hmm. But at the time I really did see marriage as kind of the place that women go to die. (laughs) And so, So I was kind of like the type of person that I am, it just, I knew it would be like a prison. I knew I wouldn't last very long. I knew I wouldn't be very happy. And I also knew I was too mouthy to to, to make it work, to be very honest Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. And so I think also being a person who is also quite reflective, before I go into anything, I always weigh things up. Maybe maybe it's the Libra in me, you know, but I always weigh things up. I always look at the risks and the rewards. And to me, as I said, the rewards didn't seem to outweigh the risks. Mm. 
And so that's why I think I went digging. I think there was this thing of, well, I want to be sure, which is why for me it was a thing of, okay, well, since the scriptures, which is once again, historically what I saw my, you know, the women around me being beaten with and kind of pushed down with, and they were starting to do it to me. I was like, okay, well, this weapon that they're kind of using against me, let me see whether they're telling the truth or, you know, whether there is, you know, some semblance of a lie in there. And what I found was actually, no, it was not the whole truth. There were women in the Bible who were like me, you know, who fought in wars and who did great things. I realised we were only getting half the story. Mm. And so because I was, I'm someone who processes things through writing, which is why I think it just ended up turning into like, I guess, blogs, devotionals, that sort of thing. So going into how I even ended up putting it out in the world, to be very, very honest with you, it was not actually something that I necessarily wanted to do. I think because of my spiritual connection. So I come from, on my mother's side, a family of dreamers. So my grandma, before she died, was a dreamer. Mm -hmm. My mum is a dreamer. And so am I. We tend to dream and our dreams come true. Mm -hmm. So literally, I kid you not, one night, you know, and the thing is, you know how you're attracted usually to things that you want to do. So I was reading a lot of blogs at the time. I loved humans of New York, that sort of thing. And I remember one Saturday night I fell asleep and I dreamt that I had launched a blog, that I was interviewing people, et cetera, et cetera. And I always know that a dream means something, first of all, if I can remember it, mm -hmm. and if it's really, really vivid. And there was just this knowing within me. So that Sunday, my friend, who is like my big brother, Daryl, he phoned me and he was the one who woke me up from my sleep. And I remember saying to him, Daryl, I get the feeling I'm, I'm supposed to start a blog. And he was mm. like, why? Mm. And so I explained to him and he literally said, so why are you still on the phone to me for? Start phoning people to interview and don't call me back until you've done it. Oh, we love Daryl. <laughs> oh my God. All right, beautiful. Nina, this is huge. Like everything that you just said there was really big and we are literally already at the break. I could probably spend hours with you, which is the <laughs> case for most of my deviant guests. Sure. I could spend hours with you. But right now we do have to go to the break. Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. If you are enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. We are also in the process of a book that is being created called Trusting Intuition, Taking Action and Transforming Worlds. Wickedly Smart Women, colon, Trusting Intuition, Taking Action, Transforming Worlds. So we definitely look forward to you all listeners out there supporting us with that book and purchasing it so that you can get even more wonderful content from our deviant, wonderful, wickedly smart women. I want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We're welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world, 103 countries. We're going to shout out this week to our listeners in the UK. Let's shout out to our listeners in the UK. I don't know if we have Nigeria on the list yet. So let me just take a peek and see if Nigeria is here. We have a lot of African countries, but I'm not seeing Nigeria. So you're going to have to have your aunties download, rate and review this one, Nina. And so we'll also we'll go with Mozambique, which, you know, maybe it's on that side of the ocean. And we will be right back with Nina Dafe.
The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by The Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, The Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Nina Dafe. Oh my goodness. Nina is so freaking awesome. I loved <laughs> her story. You. I love her spiritual certainty, her spiritual certainty. And I also love that she was a cheerleader in Greece. <laughs> and one of the things that she does is she helps other women to go from stumped to savvy about how to get PR, public relations for their businesses. You can find out more about how she works with people at faraboverubiescollection.com. And we will have that for you in the show notes. Be sure when you are there to opt in for her freebie, The Ultimate Guide to Getting Started with Public Relations, with PR. Make sure you grab that freebie and So Nina, before we went to the break, you were sharing about being a dreamer. You were sharing about the research that you did into the scriptures that were only giving half the story. Like there's so much here that we could talk about. What I want to do is I want to bring it to like bring it to the present moment Mm -hmm. around how public relations and can actually shape the narrative, how public relations is actually, you know, one tenth maybe of the story of the whole story, but it is, it is a force that will allow for that part to be really highlighted. So in your case, tying it to your case, you know, your aunties were only quoting the parts of the the scriptures that were oppressing, Mm. oppressing, the parts of the scriptures that were oppressing and we're leaving out the parts of the scriptures that were liberating and aligned with who you were. Can you talk a little bit about both the power and the danger that may be inherent in public relations? I love that question. I think so for me, Going back even to your question about, you know, how did I, I guess, have the confidence to do this? So even when I actually did go on to launch the blog, what I would do is I would concentrate on the women of the Bible and not necessarily share so much my ideals or or what I really truly thought because I still considered it taboo until one day there's a Nigerian writer called Chimamanda Adichie and you know, she talks about, she was one who gave the TED talk, we should all be feminists. And I was reading a Nigerian blog where she had talked about the fact that she feels that she would have done better in Nigeria if she wasn't so open about her feminist ideals. And I looked through the comments and they were very scathing. They basically proved her point. And that prompted me to just, I wrote this article and it was basically 
the five common misconceptions about feminism within the church. And I sent it off to a publication called Relevant, which goes all around the world, not thinking they would publish it. It was just about me getting, you know, getting it out. A few weeks later, suddenly my email list explodes and I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> and then it suddenly dawns on me, oh my gosh, did they publish this article? So I see it, there it is. And I'm going to be honest, my reaction, especially as I saw it was going viral, I wanted to hide under my duvet. I was like, oh no, now everybody knows what I really think. Oh my God, oh my God. Until I started to get emails from women who were like, thank you. Mm -hmm. I've always thought this way. You helped put language to my thoughts. I was always too scared to say anything. And I think for me, that's when I realized the power of PR is literally sometimes in just letting people know that they're not alone, mm -hmm. that they're not wrong, that if there is an inner knowing, you should go for it. Mm -hmm. And then even just linking it back to what I saw growing up, even and even now, it's about giving women and empowering women with the tools that they need to use their voice. Mm -hmm. So many times we are told by society that we should just be be quiet you know our confidence is taken from us very very early on we suffer from good girl syndrome and all of these sorts of things and I think PR actually is a continuation of even the mission that I had when I first launched my blog which is empowering women with everything that they need to step into their purpose really mm, beautiful uh, but just answering the other side yeah the danger. <laughs> the danger. Yeah. yeah. So I think the, the danger of PR is, do you mean the danger of PR in terms of not doing it? Or yeah, I, th I, I think the danger of PR in, yes, let's talk about that, about not doing it for people who are in business, but also the danger of PR that you experienced. I think we've already actually highlighted it, like the PR of the oppressive stories are the ones that we're passing down, right? Your aunties were the PR for for the oppressive storyline, right? They were the ones that were like being the cheerleaders for the oppressive storyline. So there is a danger in buying in to yes. any kind of oppressive, suppressive, repressive storyline or narrative. Like, let me just say, listeners, if you are have been conditioned to believe from whoever's cheerleading for the oppressive storyline that there's something wrong with you, that you shouldn't have a voice, that you should be different than you are, then you're probably buying into bad PR, bad yes. PR, right? Yeah. And so now, Nina, why don't you speak to what would be the danger of not doing PR when you have something really powerful and important to share? I love what you said, because I think that really shows that PR, I think we tend to think of it in terms of celebrities and mm -hmm. business, but actually everything is PR, right? But I think specifically for, for businesses, especially in this day and age where sometimes, as you know, I see a lot of people lamenting about the cowboys within the industry, you know, and those who don't have great ethics, but they seem to be winning. It's because they're so bold. It's because they put themselves out there. And if we had more genuine, service-driven, heart-driven people who would actually put themselves out there, then we would see, you know, greater impact for the greater good. 
I think the other thing, of course, is literally the fact that those who need you, whether it's your story or your services, don't then get to hear from you. Mm -hmm. And as I said before about the fact that those who heard my story realised they weren't alone, realised that they weren't weird, you know, and and it it grew this whole community. Mm -hmm. And I think the danger there is not only do do your ideal customers miss out, but so do you in being able to serve in being able to do good and the two can go together being able to increase your bottom line while serving others as well oh god i love you you're so (laughs) awesome all right we have like a minute and a half or so two minutes left so in the last two minutes since you are a dreamer nina yes what would you say your dream client is like either one that you've already worked with or one that is in your dreams right now that you would love to have come and work with you? Oh, yeah. My dream client is a woman who herself has big dreams and big ideals. You know, she and, you know, sometimes we get mixed up with that and we think, oh, that means I must have this really, you know, great story that's you know full of this and full of that but to me it's just a heart to serve a heart to do good and a heart to just like me manifest your dreams and create legacy so I really like I said love to come alongside people like that and encourage them they inspire me it's iron sharpening iron so anybody you know who is like that and then coachable you know so that we can I can you know they can help me help them basically Mm. to be able to achieve their PR goals oh beautiful I love it all right well in the last minute is there anything else that you would like that you feel really deeply in your heart that you would like to transmit to our listeners in 103 countries around the world that you'd like to leave them with I think for me, what I would love to leave your listeners with is, first of all, a thank you for listening. But also, if there is something within you that you know you need to get out into the world, then you should absolutely do it. I think if there's anything that I learned in my journey to even wanting to hide under my duvet when I did get the publicity that I want is that fear is not a sign that you should not do something. I think too often we take fear as an omen of, oh God, I should stop. And actually, once we move past it, we realize that our biggest victories, our biggest aha moments, you know, our biggest wins are on the other side of that. And I know that that's a special true for visibility and PR. So I think my my very cliche advice would be to just do it. Do what it is you have on the inside of you. Oh, beautiful. Well, I would add to the just do it. Get help if you're really feeling terrified with somebody that you can tell is going to be helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Get help in addition to doing it because we are on a team here. No woman is an island. We need We need to support each other and weave that web of support in order for things to really shift in the collective, right? So listeners, we love your feedback. So please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We will have that for you in the show notes 
Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Please be sure to check out Nina at faraboverubiescollection.com, faraboverubiescollection.com. Again, we'll have that for you in the show notes. Thank you so much to our listeners all over the world for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.